0: You're listening to the Physio School Podcast, your guide to becoming a physiotherapist. In this episode, we sit down with Northern Ontario's finest, Mr. Ryan Ducharme. Ryan is a first year physiotherapy student at the University of Ottawa. During our discussion with Ryan, he gives some great insight into his experience in U Ottawa's physiotherapy program thus far. Throughout this podcast, Ryan talks about the structure of Ottawa's PT program and some of the myths and facts about the French component of the program. We then unpack why Ryan chose to attend U Ottawa over other programs, as well as what it's been like living in Ottawa so far. And lastly, Ryan provides some sound advice for students who plan on applying to U Ottawa's PT program in the future. We hope you enjoy this episode. Bonjour mes amis and bienvenue to another episode of the Physio School Podcast, your guide to becoming a physiotherapist. My name is Anthony Pinto da Costa, and today I'm joined with my co-host and fellow co-founder of physioschool.ca, the legend himself, Mr. Reed Vandervoor. Reed, I gotta ask you, comment?
1: I'm doing really well, thanks. I remember that one from grade two, grade three, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good so far. Um been a good weekend went to a few christmas markets yesterday i don't know i was gonna ask you what time is like too soon to start going to christmas markets because it felt a little early yesterday
0: but it was also after halloween so where do you draw the line oh man some people just say right after halloween like the 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 second uh midnight ticks you're you're good to go so i think you're in the clear with that okay i haven't started listening to mariah carey yet but i have attended the the festivities a little bit (laughs) how are you doing I'm doing well. Uh, No issues. Went for a quick workout before this. so I'm feeling energized. Nice. That's great. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, guys, I got to apologize for the cheesy French remarks. But as you'll soon find out, it's going to be a big theme of today's episode. And the reason for that is because we're interviewing a very special guest who goes by the name of Ryan Ducharme. Ryan is a first year physiotherapy student at the University of Ottawa. And we're going to be talking to him all about his experience in the program so far how he got there, and some tips he has for applying to uh, the University of Ottawa. So without further ado, Ryan, how goes it, man?
2: How's it going, guys?
0: We're good, man. We're good. How, how's it uh, at your end? Yeah?
2: Everything's going good so far. Just um, making my way through the first semester there.
0: Perfect. Yeah, first semester, like we were talking about uh, before, definitely uh, definitely a tough one to get through, but you look like you're holding up well, man.
2: Yeah we're making it so far. (laughs) Perfect, man.
0: So uh, how about we just start off open here? So uh, tell the viewers just uh, who you are here, you know, your name, age, where you're from, you know, where you did your undergrad. And, you know, if you got a fun fact too, maybe you could throw that in as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Ryan Ducharme. I am originally from Sturgeon Falls, which is about uh, 20 minutes from North Bay, an hour from Sudbury up in Northern Ontario. I did my undergrad there in, kinesiology at laurentian university and uh yeah that's it's about me
1: we need a fun fact this is a mandatory. fun fact
2: <laughs> uh fun fact uh wow you got me there uh big stand-up fan
0: Love that's stand-up
2: awesome.
0: i'm with you, you on that man i'm with you on that that's a great fun fact
1: um Anthony was referencing earlier that you currently attend the U, U Ottawa for physiotherapy. I was just curious why you chose that program and, you know, what that process looked like in deciding to go to U Ottawa as well.
2: So when I first decided I wanted to go to PTA, I really spent a decent amount of my undergrad looking into where I wanted to go. And sort of finding the programs, not like the, you know, I want to go to U of T, it's the best school in the country type of thing. I really wanted to look for a program that had a good fit so uh, i ended up applying to uh, queens western ottawa and mcmaster and uh, after all was said and done i chose ottawa for one Um, i'm from a major french community Uh, i did my undergrad about 80 percent in french so i had that background i had the interest in going back to work or practice in a french context and uh, also the city and sort of the opportunities that the program offers were one of the some of the major reasons. So like uh, I know I saw that uh, some of the videos you guys did years ago about Queens that like oh uh, I go to school in Kingston but uh, I'm leaving for six weeks I have to find accommodation in Bowmanville or you know things like that. Whereas us on our end we have a small program and like this giant city to work with, so we also have the opportunity to sort of stay local. For placement, not have to worry about getting all those accommodations so between the french and the placement opportunities it was just sort of an ideal fit
0: i'm glad you actually look into all that stuff right because i feel like a lot of people just have maybe an ideal pt school in their head and they're like okay if i get accepted there i'm going there right but maybe they don't look into the the nuances like that and the fact that you're referencing like some of the videos that we made and like knew where we went for placement and and really considered that like years before your decision was was great. Um, I wanted to ask you too, so you, you applied to some of those other schools. Did you get into all those other schools as well? Did you get into some of them? Like how did it pan out there?
2: So um, the fun part about all this is Ottawa releases the last. So I got um, the rejection from Mac and the latter third waitlist from Western. At, like, you know, between the midnight and 1 a.m. on that day. Everybody stays up. You're all looking for it. Uh, The fun part is Ottawa did not come out until about 10 a.m. the next morning. Mm. But uh, so long story short, uh, McMaster and Western ended up being a no. I got into Queens and Ottawa and eventually went with the Ottawa route. Nice, man.
0: Reed and I aren't offended that you didn't
2: choose Queens. Yeah. I mean, it's not the place you want to show up saying I got into Queens (laughs) and went somewhere else. But uh, (laughs)
0: Hey. No, it's all good, man. <laughs> um, sweet, man. That's, that's awesome. Uh, next question we get, we had for you was, uh, could you just provide a brief overview of the University of Ottawa program? So, you know, how the semesters are organized, when the placements are, how many placements there are, the length of the program, all that good stuff there.
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, our program starts off, it's typical to undergrad. You have, you know, four or five courses. So, our first two semesters, so fall and winter of our first year, is spent almost 100% on MSK. So, we had, you know, your anatomy, your biomechanics, um, and then evaluation of musculoskeletal issues, um, as well as introduction to professional practice, where we do sort of the interdisciplinary stuff and also the um, charting and everything. So, that's what we have in the first semester second semester goes more in depth into the msk so like uh sort of the more manual the more hands-on the specialized testing that kind of stuff is more in the second semester and then right after our finals in april we jump into i believe it is a six-week placement and that is in the ottawa area in msk then we go into the summer term which is cardio rest, uh evidence-based practice and Also starting well now, throughout up until uh, December of what will be 2023, uh, we work on a research project, so our independent research project. So that's sort of a course that follows us through the vast majority of our program. So we have that. And then after resp and evidence based practice in the fall of our second year, so the first semester, second year is then spent on uh, neuro and uh, complex conditions the winter we present and finalize that research project and also um, have more uh, neuro and complex conditions so that's sort of in the december area and then from january to i believe it is april or may we have three back-to-back five-week placements and that is you those are your opportunities to go outside of catchment area and then you would have your cardioresp your neuro or more msk uh followed by i believe it is the spring term is a final block of class complex conditions uh, advanced professional practice sort of caseload management and stuff Uh, and then the program concludes with i believe a seven week placement in the summer of the graduating year
1: wow that's amazing um kudos to you for knowing basically how the next two years looks for you i remember going through that first semester i'm like man when is this assignment due again? And it was like two days from that. So I, I'm, I'm I'm curious. You were talking about the placements. What are you most looking forward to?
2: Uh, Definitely some MSK stuff, just because that is sort of where I want to throw myself into. But uh, so right now I've sort of decided, you know, I'm very interested in MSK. And I see myself doing that in the future. Uh, but what I'm really looking forward to is like exploring the different like clinical settings for msk practice so hospital versus you know um, long-term care versus private practice sort of experiencing the different settings
1: cool that's awesome i had another question just about the placement catchment area as well for u ottawa you you alluded to it earlier like you get to stay pretty close to you know the university initially um what is the catchment area like? what is it like, sorry, and like, what's the possibility of going outside of it? Could you speak to that a little bit, just so people have a good understanding?
2: Yeah, for sure. So our catchment area um, includes the greater Ottawa region. We also have a certain amount on the Gatineau side, so on the Quebec side, because we do have a decent amount of students that are from Quebec, mm-hmm. so that do like to go back to their province to do their placements. I believe it goes as far up north as Deep River. And you also have sort of reaching on the Toronto side, caps off around Gravenhurst and then oh. sort of the general area we have we also have like the small towns around uh, so the suburbs and the towns around ottawa so sort of like uh like i said deep river up north we also have like down by the castleman and hawkesbury area uh closer to the quebec side so we do have a decent amount of territory for those looking to get out of the city but stay within catchment area and then of course like most of the pt programs in ontario there is this sort of a partnership with an Uh, The med school up north to actually organize clinical placements in northeastern and northwestern Ontario as well for those who are interested.
1: Nice. That's awesome. It sounds like a really good mix of both urban and then rural as well, which I think is important for any program. Um, I was wondering, so you'd mentioned how, you know, quite a few people from your program come from Quebec. There's a huge French speaking part or portion to the program. I'm just wondering if you could get a little bit more specific with that. So I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, you know, what level of French you do need to get into the program or being able to succeed in the program. And then maybe you could speak to you know, the difference between the amount of Francophones versus Anglophones there are in the program as well and just sort of branch from there.
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, the French component has, uh, used to be evaluated when they had like the in-person MMIs who do like half of it in French, half of it in English. Now they sort of do it with like an like a standardized online test type of thing. Essentially, what they're looking for is like functional and conversational French. So you don't need to be able to write, let's say, you know, a thousand word essay and perfect grammar and perfect spelling and everything. They really want you to be able to sort of serve a French population. So most of the tests you go through, like if you were a native French speaker, is what I would call like a before high school level of French, if you will. It's a very basic level of French, just so that, you know, if you are working in a French context, you can communicate with your patients Uh, in the program, you communicate with your professors, your classmates, but uh, very much conversational French, it does not need to be advanced French. So we do have quite a few people in our program that are not native French speakers, it is very much a second language. And uh, yeah, I mean, everybody gets by very, very well. Um, Everybody understands each other. But uh, one thing that caught me with the French, though, is that uh, so you're thinking, oh, I'm from up north, I'm French. Then you have people in Quebec who are like, I'm from Quebec, I'm French. And then you sort of put all those people together. And not only do you have like the non-fluent, you know, native Anglophone and native Francophone, but you also have like the different sort of sub dialects of French sort of interacting where it was like, you know, I was from up north and my roommate was mm-hmm. from, you know, down by the Toronto area. And then we have people coming in from the Quebec side of the border from the Gatineau region. And you're like, oh, so we both, we all speak the same language, but like a lot of it is like the expressions in the slang. You're like, I'm, you know, we're all native French speakers, but none of us sort of, you know, there's still a small barrier actually between uh, the different French as well. But uh, no, most people, like there's nobody who, you know, gets into the program not knowing French and everything gets by really well.
0: Cool, so, man. So, so what would you say is like that? That's like, are there more Francophones, would you say, in the program? Uh, yeah,
2: in our ears. So it, it does vary a lot. Essentially, as they don't, the French ability is not like an admissions criteria. You pass that basic conversational test and everybody's on the same level type of thing. So they're not looking for a split or anything. So like the year before us might be, you know, 60% native Anglophone who learned French and, you know, our year I would say is more French than English, but uh, the years before might've been different. It uh, does vary a lot between the years for sure.
1: And I remember when I was applying, I had a few friends and colleagues. They were saying, Hey, I might just toss an application in at U Ottawa. I'm not very fluent. I think I could probably just get by. And I remember having, you know, anxiety for them at that time because I was just trying to put myself in their shoes. I'm like, no way I could do that if I wasn't very confident. I was curious for say someone going in in that situation, what are your lectures like? Are they all in French? Is it a portion or textbooks like slides? What does that look like for your schoolwork specifically?
2: So all the lectures are taught in French for sure. Uh, The textbooks are varied. So it depends on what's sort of available in French. So, for example, our anatomy books, there are quite a few anatomy books that have been translated, but uh, biomechanics or like our uh, manual muscle testing books like that, uh, we do use the English versions. Just they are more easily available. Uh, The courses are taught, the textbooks, again, depends. But I mean, if we're in a lecture and we're learning, let's say, uh, the knee anatomy. Well, a lot of us who have with, you know, the physio experience that you do get to come in, you do sort of have most of that in English. like if they're talking about the ligaments they will sort of translate the important stuff into the english terms just so you sort of situate yourself because uh you know i did most of my education in french but you know all my experiences were in english so if you go into anatomy sort of they were like oh let's say the um i don't know you're looking at your biceps or things like that like oh it attaches here you're like in french it's sort of like a a confusing bit, then they translate in English, just so you can kind of get to where you are. So absolutely, if you didn't do like your anatomy or your undergrad in French, it is super doable because they do translate those important bits. Um, Placements, they want them, so essentially if you're a majority French, they'll want you to have at least one English, they'll want you to have one French placement type of thing. So they do want you to have a placement in your minority language uh assignments because it is a bilingual program you can submit in both languages and uh yeah and the oscis are uh mostly in french but we do have to have english stations within that OSCE just to prove that we can serve that bilingual community
0: that's nice. good to know random question how do you say anterior cruciate ligament in french
2: uh ligama croisi this oh, wow. guy's
0: on it. Holy, it's, that was sounds fast. better.
2: We had that exam, like I want to say four days ago. So it's still fresh. <laughs>
0: I'm Do just gonna so well. stand up to my patients now, because that's that sounds better than ACL, to be honest. Poor people of Oakville. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> they could be like, what is that? <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, so no, that's I think that really clears up a lot of uh, a lot of like the components of the program because like people ask that all the time, like what is the level of French you need? that you need? What's the split look like? What are the assignments and all that? Everything that you touched on, I think is a, a great summary of that. So really appreciate that. Um, another question we had for you was, uh, do you have any general tips for applying to the program?
2: So our program is sort of evaluated, like the applications are evaluated in sort of big blocks. So some other programs will have like a personal statement and like, uh, you know, the references and different components. We only have sort of the resume, the CASPER and the GPA. That's the only thing um, evaluated. So you do have less sort of criteria to stand out with. It's like, let's say, you know, some people are um, a little lower in GPA, they'll go, hey, I'll stand out with, you know, the personal statement and the references and the CASPER. well now it's sort of different so you do have to make the most out of all the aspects of your application another thing i would say in general for pt applications sort of take something away from every experience you have it doesn't necessarily have to be a pt experience or from you know volunteer experience just anything uh that you know take something out of everything so even if it's a boring job that you had as a student in undergrad or in the summer there is still you know soft skills that you can take away from those things that you can really use to either boost your application or even use as like um, sort of building blocks for your answers in a Casper or the Kira or those interview platforms as well. I found myself using a lot of my, you know, experiences that go like, Oh, where I worked that job four years ago, I'm never going to use that again. It's like, Oh, I saw, you know, the situation comes up on the Casper on the Kira and you're like, Oh, I went through that, you know, in this situation that had nothing to do with what I wanted to do, you know, in the future in my applications. But like, you know, I got that soft skill from an experience that I thought was completely useless. Um, As for the resume, um, it's not the typical resume format you look for. So when you apply, there's a link, you click on it, it opens up the page with like what they want from that resume. And it is it's a lot like, you know, the personal profiles that you fill out, like with the drag down menus for Western and Queens, where it's like, list your experiences and the amount of hours. Uh, It's pretty much the same thing as that, uh, just sort of in a written format. It's like you don't have like, uh, you know, when you apply for a job, you put like, oh, I have uh, the training in this. Like I have, uh, you know, great with word and things that you'd normally put on like a job application uh, doesn't really go into that resume. So it's more of like um, your job and relevant PT experience, your volunteer experience, your education and sort of the hours that were attributed to all those things. And that's pretty much it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So I actually want to circle back to that that thing you said earlier about the um, all types of experiences are going to matter sometimes. Is that something that Reed and I preach to, in our courses 100%, right? Like, I think people always kind of highlight those physio related experiences. But like you were saying, that random job you had four or five years ago suddenly became relevant for you when you were doing a CASPer, right? So I, I really like that you mentioned that for sure. Hey everyone, we just wanted to take a quick break from the action to tell you about our sponsor, KenHub. KenHub is an online platform dedicated to make learning anatomy an engaging experience, bringing together multiple learning techniques and using the latest technology to provide a fun alternative to boring old textbooks. KenHub's premium membership includes over 700 articles, 500 practice quizzes and question banks, 100 hours of video material, and 5,000 high-resolution atlas images that will help you learn all aspects of human anatomy. If you're someone who's hoping to pursue a career in physiotherapy, anatomy is certainly something you're going to need to become proficient in. Luckily for you, KenHub will help you get there guaranteed. If you're interested in learning anatomy with Kenhub, click the link in our show notes for 10% off their premium membership, so you can start learning today. Now, let's get back to the episode.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna hop in here. Um, you'd mentioned that with the application to U Ottawa, there's not you know, there's not a lot of ways to stand out or like make yourself stand out. There's fewer components to the application. I'm curious if there's one part that you felt you did really well on and that maybe, you know, really helped your application and, you know, maybe offer a tip or something for those applying.
2: Yeah, for sure. So sort of what I did is I went to my undergrad thinking, uh, I'm going to use my GPA and it's going to carry me through, you know, the next four years. and It's going to go super great. And then, sort of leading into my third year of undergrad, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have no experience to put on the application. So personally, my GPA is something that I really based my application off of, but that was sort of a, you know, it worked for me, but let's not, uh, that is not the right way to go about it. So my tip would be to absolutely go after those experiences as soon as you know what you want to do. Uh, Cause I made that mistake and it was sort of like down to the last minute getting experience before I applied and uh, definitely not recommended.
1: Hey, well, whether you followed the quote-unquote correct pathway to physio school or, or you know, pieced it together as you went, you got in. And uh, we were kind of talking about this a little bit off air, but I wanted to get your opinion on how the first little bit of your experience with the program has been so far. So those who are maybe thinking about applying to Ottawa in the future has a bit of a glimpse into that first semester.
2: So the first semester has been great for sure. Um, a lot of the things I like about the program is that it's sort of like you have, let's say, our anatomy course. Well, our anatomy course isn't taught by the same person. So if you have like, you know, the first half was one prof, the second half was maybe another prof. That was super interesting. And then when we have our, uh, our evaluation and intervention course, when we're practicing on the lab, they will bring sort of professionals in from the community that maybe practice that specific um, evaluation. So people that work when we're doing the lower body uh, maybe they bring in a PT that worked more with the lower body or that works more with manual muscle testing. Um, so that really getting like those different perspectives from different professionals was a really big piece, especially for the first semester when you're trying to sort of get your bearings in the profession to begin with. Uh, it's super interesting to learn from different people in the same, same course. Beyond that, the the profs are super great like they, they really do want you to succeed and they're sort of you know, not only giving you tips for their class, but sort of how to succeed in the program and, you know, the things to avoid, the things to do to sort of get the most out of the program and sort of make it as easy as possible for yourself.
1: Awesome. Do you feel like your your class is very close or are they getting to that point where you're starting to become like a cohesive unit? Like, have you guys felt like you're becoming a family per se? <laughs>
2: it uh, It's definitely been a little different compared to, you know, what you see from the years before, just because we only have about I'd say about 50% of our content is in person right now. Sure. So only like the hands-on labs are in person. So you don't see the pro like the other people in your program that much. And also on top of the labs being in person, and they're also split in half. So we're 20 and I believe 17 in the other labs. So even in person, you're only saying about half the group. So that does sort of delay things, but uh, no, overall it's been a great experience.
0: Nice, man. I actually want to ask you because you're you're only a few months in, right? And uh, I, I think this is something that Reed and I both grappled with when we first started. But uh, have you found it uh, difficult to kind of snap out of that mindset of like, you know, I don't have to get 100% on everything now. I can kind of just sit back, learn the material. Obviously, you still want to do well, right? Like that's, that's something you're always going to want to do. But uh, there's that whole, you know, undergrad trying to get into physio school mindset that you got to absolutely ace everything and sometimes it's a difficult thing to snap out of where, where are you at with
2: that yeah that's uh, that's definitely a tough one as soon as you start where you're like you've been hardwired since you know you're in high school you got to get the good grades to get into the you know undergrad program and in the undergrad you got to get the good grades to get into the graduate program and so I found it was hard to is easy to snap out of like the I need to you know be better because you know you're applying into a competitive field that one you sort of snap out of a little easier with the whole, like, I need, I just need to pass mentality. Like the, I don't need the 85, 90 every time is a little tougher to snap out of for sure. But uh I mean, we're getting there. I think it's not as much, it's not as much, oh, it doesn't need to be as high. It just hurts a little less when it's a little lower type of thing. So we're not all the way there, but uh, it's getting there.
0: Yeah, man, I, I, I find like, I'd say most people get there after, I feel like it takes like that whole first year to like really just kind of let it go. Um, I think by second year, I was just like, yeah, we're, we're there. We're there. I don't know about you, Reed.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I think by the end of the first semester, I was just so tired and worked so hard that I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing it at this pace. So <laughs> that, that came pretty quick after our first placement at Queens, which was basically six months into the program. So yeah, you're very close. And, and I can tell, you know, that hurts a little less. That speaks volume, So I know you're on the right path right now.
0: <laughs> 100% man. Um, no, that's great. So uh, Ryan, another question we had for you is, uh, you know, you're, you're from up north. and Now you've moved to Ottawa. What's that like living in Ottawa right now?
2: So uh, the start was a bit of a shock. Absolutely. So sort of the road I take to get to the road that leads to the highway is still bigger than the major highway and where I came home from where I come from. So it is definitely like I went from between seven and 10,000 people to, you know, whatever Ottawa is now, 1.1, 1.3 million. Mm -hmm. So it is sort of a a shock at first, but you do get used to it. Um, The one big thing is we actually live sort of in Orleans, which is about 10, 15 minutes from the downtown core. So it is a bit more of a laid back, not, I wouldn't say rural, but a lot more sort of suburban setting. So it's not as much of a shock as if I would have moved, let's say, downtown Ottawa, you know, in the, in the middle of the chaos, if you will, um, compared to back home, this is a lot more of an easy transition.
0: And having some beaver tails.
2: I didn't get that far yet. Actually. They don't have a, uh, they don't have a beaver tail down by uh by our end of the city, but we'll get there.
1: Wait until the canal freezes over, then go skate and have yourself a beaver tail.
2: Absolutely. Nothing beats
1: it. Nothing beats that, man. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> um, are you a Senators fan?
2: Uh, Montreal, actually. So that. Uh, oh, you're close. You're close. Yeah. Nice.
1: That works out okay. Is there a lot of animosity between, you know, Sens fans and Montreal Canadian fans?
2: Oh, uh, not as I don't think so. I really not don't. It. Not as much. There's, there's bigger ones out there for sure.
1: Yeah. Both, both teams are pretty bad. So I mean, both yeah. Are... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just so messing with great. you. I, I'm a Leafs fan. So I, I, I can say that I've, I've suffered long enough. Anyway, um, I wanted to get back on the physio train here. So you had mentioned that you are interested in going into more of the musculoskeletal side of physiotherapy, or that's the placement that you're really interested in. Um, is that where you see yourself working in the future as well, potentially? Or are you just kind of like going through school, having that open mind?
2: So, I mean, I am more than open to like the experiences that are going to come to me in placement. But just based off of what I've had in my sort of PT experiences leading up to um, the physio program, uh, most of it has been in MSK and I've loved it. Uh, The one thing that I'm sort of more undecided on is sort of the setting in msk that i do want to work in so like my i did work as a student varsity trainer when i was an undergrad so like i really love like the sports context but then we have courses on like uh my fourth year i had like a gerontology and exercise course and that sort of activities of daily living exercise training type of thing was something that you know i did enjoy so there's a lot of like different aspects from msk practice that i like So I think the tougher part is going to be picking, not necessarily choosing MSK over neuro or cardio, but more choosing the practice context for MSK specifically.
1: Nice. That's awesome. And, you know, from those experiences and speaking from my own experiences, your placements in those individual fields, whether you have a more geriatric MSK placement, pediatric, whatever it might be, outpatient, that's going to be great. Um, I was in a similar boat to you as well, coming in with those similar experiences, and for that reason, I felt very comfortable going into certain placements like my MSK. I know you haven't gotten to this point yet, but I'm curious if you're a little bit nervous about a certain type of placement. You know, for me, I was nervous to go do my hospital rounds because I had never had that experience. Do you do you have anything like that? Or are you pretty confident and willing just to jump right in? Uh,
2: for me, again, it's not like the hospital versus the private practice or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's going to be more the cardio resp, just because it is sort of the field that I have the least amount of experience in. It's like neural neurological conditions. You sort of work through, we had a few sort of portions of it inserted into our undergrad through different courses. So that you're a little bit more familiar with, but going into cardio resp, as much as you want to look into it, there isn't as much information out there as what like, pra- what cardio resp practice in a hospital or in a, know, long-term care setting is compared to, you know, you sort of know what you're getting into with like an MSK or a neuro placement. When you're sitting down for cardio rest, I have no idea what I'm walking into. And that's sort of one of the things that's, you know, a little more worrying than the rest.
0: And, and you won't know until you get there because it's so different between each setting, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's going to be good. It's, it's one of those things that, uh, I think that's where kind of a class kind of comes together because i feel like everyone's in the same boat with cardio resp. there's always going to be people who uh, know a little bit about msk and neural beforehand but cardio resp is just that enigma within the program so uh you'll get there it's gonna be challenging at first but it's gonna be rewarding once you kind of know what you're doing there um I just wanted to ask, is there anything else you wanted to maybe touch on with regards to maybe your career, like your future career, um, the University of Ottawa's PT program, some of your experiences that maybe we didn't touch on earlier?
2: Uh, Not necessarily. Like I said, I did a little bit of everything. I did do, you know, sort of different non-PT experiences and also like that uh, student varsity trainer. So if by all means you're interested in an MSK or sort of the sports context, you know maybe try that out. It was a super, you know, eye-opening thing. And it was one of the things that sort of reinforced the sort of willingness to go to PT school Mm -hmm. to actually get some hands-on experience. And I actually had the benefit when I was working as a varsity trainer that uh, I worked under a physio for the vast majority of my time there. So that was a super great experience. But uh, honestly, it's just about more finding a context that works for you and getting experience in and out of the field. Solid, man.
0: Cool. So um, one other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, this is kind of separated from the, every, like the main point of our discussion, but uh, this is something you and I talked about uh, when we were emailing each other uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, and you were telling us about uh, this fourth year independent study that you did, which uh, you did back at Laurentian. Um, could you kind of tell the viewers a little bit about that? Because uh, I thought that was pretty interesting what you were studying there.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, typically in our fourth year of undergrad at Laurentian, we have sort of a full year course that's a kinesiology internship where you sort of go out in the community and get clinical experience. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they sort of changed that into an independent study where you sort of do, you know, research and work on your own, uh, looking into a field related to kinesiology. So, as I was already applying to PT school, I'm like, two birds, one stone. I'll look into PT applications and, you know, the different requirements and sort of plan out my PT application through this independent study. So I spent about, I want to say over half of that independent study really looking into uh, the programs in not only in Ontario, but in Canada, looking at all the requirements and also some of the literature related to PT applications in Canada. And I found that that really helped me make an informed decision when I was applying. It was like I took over and above what I would have had the opportunity to do to look into each individual program, all the details of those programs and sort of work through, you know, school by school, what fit for me, what worked for me and where I wanted to apply. So I thought that that was, you know, really helpful and sort of made me realize that it is important to sort of, you know, look into where you're applying and how the structure and the culture of that program really fits with what you want. I thought that's one thing I took away from that independent study that was really important to, you know, moving on into PT school and having a better idea of the profession that I was going into.
0: You were on your P's and Q's, man. That's, that's way more work than I hear a lot of people do. So that's, that's awesome. Um, Reed, any last thoughts from you before we kind of wrap this up or?
1: I was just curious, I wanted to probe into that research project. So you mentioned that you sifted through a little bit of the literature in relation to physio school admissions. Could you speak to that a little bit more? I'm just curious what you came across.
2: Absolutely. So it was actually a study in the Physiotherapy Canada Journal. And it was public, I forget what, last 10 years or so. And it was looking into um, sort of the demographic percentage, so like the percentage that came from the GTA uh, the percentage that came from Northern Ontario, the percentage that came from, you know, each of the, I believe they divided it by like the, the Lynn districts and sort of the percentage of population that was within that Lynn district and compared to the percentage of the population within physiotherapy programs in Ontario. So like, let's say there's, you know, 20% of the population is the Northeast Lynn. Is there 20% of physiotherapy students from that region? Sort of see if the the next up and coming batch of physios was coming from areas like coming from an equal distribution amount of areas like let's say you know 50% of Ontario population is within the Toronto area but you know 75% of PT students are from there well that means that you know if they want to go back to where they came from to practice in the future where the shortages might be in the next Mm -hmm. couple of years and I found that was super interesting especially coming from like a Northern perspective, where like, they're always talking about like, oh, there's a disproportionate need for healthcare access and healthcare practitioners up North. And it was like, that study was really looking into if, you know, if we were brief, they were accepting the right rate of students into those programs so that they can go back to their original communities and serve those areas. And I found that was an interesting one for sure.
1: That's really cool. I actually had no idea there was research out there about that. Um, but very, very interesting. And it makes a lot of sense with what you're saying, just that that need based areas, you know, that that may be looking for physiotherapists to come and work there. And, and maybe that may be maybe a big reason because of it. Um, also, for those who aren't aware, Lynn is local health integration network, just to fill in the blank there, just in case we've got some out of province or out of country listeners as well.
0: Solid, man. Perfect. Well, any last thoughts here, uh, Ryan, or you think that's... Uh, I
2: that's think that's about it there.
0: Awesome, man. I honestly, really appreciate all the information that you provided here today. I think it's going to be a really valuable episode for a lot of people, especially those looking into applying to U of Ottawa, because I feel like it's it's one of those ones where you're on the fence about applying to, just depending on the level of French that you have. And I think uh, you clear up a lot of those those doubts here for sure. So anyways, guys, that's it for this episode. Um, If you want to listen to more episodes like this, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it if you do that. Also, if you could, maybe leave us a five-star review. That really helps us put out the best possible content for you. And if you want to follow us on all social media platforms, we're on pretty much everything, head over to our show notes of this podcast and you'll be able to follow us there. Anyways, guys, that's it for this episode and we will see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Physio School Podcast. If you wanna hear more from us, consider subscribing so that you don't miss any future episodes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you wrote us a review so that we can continue to give you our very best. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.